welcome to On The Way Moments, a podcast from St. Anthony on the Desert Episcopal Church in usual beautiful Arizona, but today we are in beautiful Superior, uh, and so we have a wonderful um, guest with us today, uh, Mila Besich. Yes. All right, Besich. She is the mayor of Superior, and we are so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to, to be Well, here. thank you. I'm excited to... Um, be part of your podcast and share a little bit more about myself and our wonderful community. So thank you for coming up to my beautiful community. You're today. welcome. We we actually Googled because it felt like we were coming up because we were coming out of the valley of Scottsdale and Shane Googled, you know, how what's the elevation? And so we found out it's 3000 and it's a nice little two degrees cooler. We so. like to say Sunset Magazine actually is declared superior as the Mayberry of the Southwest. There we go. We are just below the smoke. Below the snow, but above the smog oh. here in Superior. So it makes us an ideal location to come and recreate and That's have awesome. a good time and visit our wonderful businesses. But, you know, also if you're looking for maybe a new opportunity to, to move out of the valley, it's a great place to live, too. What about a weekend home? <laughs> weekend homes. We, we love all of our residents, whether they live here full time or nice. part time. Um, there's lots of opportunity, but just like everywhere else in the valley, real estate is moving fast. Prime, prime. Yes, yeah, I actually. Yes. It's funny because last night I was looking at real estate here. Just, I'm always curious, and I was like, "Wow, there's some good stuff up here." But there, there is some good stuff, but it does move. It, I was very gonna say quickly. it just goes quick. Yeah, so lots of people are moving home. That's yeah. for sure. So that's yeah. a good thing. That is a good thing. A good thing for these the the smaller communities. Of Absolutely, Arizona. and mm-hmm. we're. 60 miles from downtown Phoenix. We can be at the airport pretty much in less than an hour. Yeah. So enjoying any of the major sports in the in the valley. So, you know, it's a very ideal location. That's right. Come up here. But <laughs> aside from the greatness of Superior, we do want to kind of get to know you. Well, thank you. Um, so would you kind of give us a, a little bit, bit about your background? Well, let's see. I am a fourth generation native resident of Superior. Wow. My children make up the fifth. We, they are the fourth generation in our family to, gen, to graduate from the Superior High School, actually. Wow. So our family has been here for a very, very long time. My great-grandparents on both sides, both my maternal and paternal side, were all kind of like founding leaders in our wow. community. So our history goes very far back, which gives me a unique legacy to lead this community and come home. I have lived both on the East Coast and the West Coast in a previous time in my life, um, which gave me some unique experiences and a really great appreciation for being um, being coming home home. and being part of that. Um, Really, um, really blessed that I have really great adult children that are doing well in life. And I'm really proud of that. Um, they're, they're just aspiring to work on their own careers. People ask them if, if they're going to fall in the political <laughs> spectrum and they say no. And I said, I said the same thing. So you should watch what you, watch, watch what, what you, you say. say. Right? <laughs> yeah. Watch what you say. Um, you know, on my spare time, I enjoy hanging out with my friends and family, nice. traveling. And, um, really that stress relief moment is usually getting out and h- kind of hiking on some of our trails around here and nice. just enjoying things. Yeah. I, this is my first time in Superior, and I've just I'm like, wow, this is a really just a cute place, and and I am just um, very very well. I want to explore more here. So. Well, you should. <laughs> We're the home of the Boyce Thompson Arboretum, and that's a really great place okay. to go and visit. Bring your family, uh, and especially right now, it's so green, yes. and the um, demonstration gardens. We have this 
beautiful time to see all the butterflies right oh. now. So while everybody's kind of, you know, very annoyed by all the mosquitoes <laughs> and flies that have come with all the rains, the Arboretum is full of butterflies right now. Nice. So it's a great time to come out and visit, and they have some great summer hours, Wonderful. too. Wonderful. So uh, we actually had the privilege of reading your bio, and we'll, we'll include that in the show notes because um, you've had a very extensive experience. And so tell us more about your experience as an entrepreneur and like a business leader. So I went through a very challenging point in my life, um, in my marriage, and I had the opportunity to become a military spouse virtual assistant. And I was able to take part in this training when I lived on Camp Pendleton. Mm -hmm. And through that, like I opened a business, they gave us some training because I had a high aptitude for administrative skills and marketing. And I started my business there. I worked with a couple of wealth investors and life coaches, actually, when I lived in Southern California and really, really enjoyed that scope of work. And my, um, my family decided it was best if we came home okay. to Arizona. And I was you know, ready to buy a house in Anthem, Florence, okay. and the housing market crashed. Oh, no. And uh, we're literally on our way down to go and sign the papers, and the lender was like, oh, you're going to have to bring some more money to the table, and things are going to change dramatically. And I was like, oh, boy, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, this, is not in my, <laughs> this is not in my family's best interest. And um, my dad kind of said, you know, if this is really what you want, I'm going to give you the money. But if this is to keep someone else happy, I'll <laughs> lend you the money. <laughs> and, and so with that was kind of like a life-changing moment, and I was able to stay home. But when I started this business, the mayor at the time of Superior had contacted me and said, you know, I know you do some administrative work for some of your friends back here. Can you start taking the town's minutes? And so I was living in my house in San Diego, and they were calling me. And I would listen to the meeting. And because I was familiar with everybody's voices, it wasn't like I needed to be in the room physically. This was before we had Zoom and all these other. This, yeah. this was, you know, that, you know, in the, the 90s. Phone calls. Yeah, yeah, phone yeah, calls. Wow. Probably long distance phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was long distance phone call. They would actually call me so it was on their dime. But um, we, um, that's how I started. And I got involved with working with the town. And this was two mayors ago, and I kind of aided him on special projects and helped him get some things going. At the time, the town was going through a lot of transitions. And politics in small towns are ruthless most of the time. <laughs> and so during those ruthless times of politics, um, I, you know, mayors changed, and I no longer was really involved working for the town. My company was not working for the town. So I started working with the Copper Corridor Economic Development Coalition, okay. Uh, we've developed some tourism strategies. We've, we've worked on a, several different projects to really kind of help on economic development, but in the, um, in the small scales. So, you know, we talk about economic development and you think, oh, we're talking about big housing projects and big job projects. And for communities in the Copper Corridor, it really has to be small things. So we developed this Copper Communities Food Hub, which is actually how I met James. And we started working on bringing local foods wow. to the area. And we developed a farmer's market here in Superior that hmm. gives local food producers the opportunity to sell their nice. products. And working through some of the red tape that you know local food entrepreneurs um, go through when yeah. they're trying to start a business. Yeah. So it's, it's really been, um, it's been a blessing to have this work and make an opportunity to change people's lives and help them 
um, kind of get through some tough, tough situations. Yeah. And just to so people who know, James James Bruzy is actually the, the Yes, James Bruzy. James Bruzy. Vineyard Bruzy. Vineyard Bruzy. I know many Bruzy of your Vineyard. listeners many of your listeners know right. <laughs> and um, support the Bruzy Vineyard business. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And that's how um, I guess my connection back yeah. to this podcast yeah, and absolutely. how you guys got to know me. So <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So so you were elected in, in 2016. 2016. Right? And um, for any of your readers that may follow small town politics, I'll at, tell you yeah. to Google. You can Google um, the particular election that I won for mayor in 2016. Okay. I think it's, it's worthy of a Google Ooh, of Superior Google. Arizona. Um, not to disparage anybody, but it's worth a Google. Yeah. Um, I became the first direct elected female mayor wow. here in Superior, Arizona. And that was, you know, kind of an exciting time. And again, another one of those moments where signed up, put in my paperwork, had to really consult with my friends and family because it was going to be a big, it was going to be a big, tough race. I had already ran for town council, but this was going to be a little bit more of a um, complex election. And when I, when I ran for office, really kind of thinking, okay, how hard can this be? And knowing that our community has really a lot of international and global politics attached Mm. to it because of our connection to the mining industry and the Resolution Copper Project. So, um, you know, I I believe that everything kind of happens for a reason. Our former fire chief, when our town's going through all this really kind of crazy and just kind of unrest, Mm. to be honest, like there's just a lot going on. And our fire chief had been with the town for a very, very long time. And I was on the council and our town manager resigned and she was moving on to another opportunity. And we had to appoint somebody else because you have to have at state. The state of Arizona requires you to have a town clerk and a police chief. Those are the only two positions that any municipality has to have. You may not have known that. <laughs> not even a mayor, huh? Not even a mayor. Wow. So, I mean, you, you have to have an elected body, right. but to run your town, you have to have a town clerk. They're officially your town treasurer and a police chief. Huh. You don't have to have any of the other things that many cities and towns have. So we had our town manager at the time was also doubling as our town clerk, which isn't uncommon in a small town. So we had to appoint somebody in this meeting where we accepted her resignation because her resignation was immediate. So we appointed the fire chief because, you know, you have to have somebody on record. And so Todd Pryor, he's our town manager. And it turns out like he was this um, kind of unsung hero for our community. And, you know, any team is only as good as the people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with. And Todd's been able to really help help the town work through some very, very complex issues. So I'm very thankful Mm -hmm. to have that type of um, team to to rely on to do this very very tough job yeah yeah Yeah, i mean because this isn't just obviously you are the mayor but you have a team of people that just you have to hire a good town manager (laughs) a good police chief fire chiefs people to run the um, administration of your town making sure that the books are balanced and audits and and funny story is so i get elected and my family comes out, like my extended family on both sides. And uh, my cousin, who's a forensic accountant, he, you know, so I, I'm sworn in and we're sitting there and my family's going to gather at my house for a celebration dinner. Absolutely. But they sit through the meeting and 
during this meeting, my very first meeting as mayor, the auditors are there and they're like, well, you know, you still have four years of audits that still need to be done. Um, you guys are in debt $2 million to yourselves oh. in regarding to some HERF, um, Highway User Revenue Fund imbalances. Um, the next agenda item was that a, the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality was also very upset with some decisions previous um, leaders had made regarding our transfer station. Um, the list was endless. And so my cousin comes to me and he's like, you know, we're really proud of you. And I don't want to stand in your way, but are you crazy? <laughs> Do you realize how what bad financial position your town is in? Do you realize how important you, you've got to get all these audits caught up? And you have a lot of state agencies and partners angry with the mm. town. And I said, yep, and I'm ready for the challenge. And he's like, and you know you're not going to get paid to do this job. And I said, yep. I said, I know. And he's like, well, you're crazy, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> and I said, okay, thank you very much. Right. And so we, we continued on on this journey. And the journey's been, you know, rather incredible, to be honest. Um, we've really elevated our game and our strategy on how we advocate for our businesses in, in our community, how we work with our residents. Communication is critical. Yeah. Um, and we've um, tried to balance our relationship with the extraction industry, namely Rio Tinto, who is the parent, pro um, parent owner of the Resolution Copper Project. So, you know, this is a big, huge monolithic company and we developed a strategy where we actually traveled to London and met with their wow. CEO. Um, I also attended some other business opportunities and um, meetings while we were there. But these are things that most small towns don't normally do. So those were all like experiences I never thought I was going to have <laughs> becoming this mayor of my small town. Um, but very proud to have had this opportunity to lead and see our community really transform and see just about every resident have an opportunity to elevate themselves in one way or the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as, as you kind of went through a lot of this, what is, as, as being the mayor, what are your biggest challenges? Um, right now, right now I'll tell you one of the challenges is in government is when you have a lot of money, the challenge is how do you adequately spend it and follow all the regulations you know, you think it's going to be easier when you have some surplus dollars, <laughs> but it's actually harder because you know you have so many needs that are out there. And so right now, our community is, you know, going through how are we going to spend our American Rescue Act mm. money. And, you know, we're, we're receiving probably well over like $350,000 over the next two years. So really developing good plans that meet the regulations yeah. of the federal government and all the paperwork that it requires. Um, and we have some fun, exciting things. We're going to be working on more pocket parks for that meet kind of like our trails yeah. that we're working on. But we're looking at small business, a small business loan fund, okay. um, buying um, equipment that we'll need for our multi-gen center because that all comes back to, you know, fitness and wellness and then our entrepreneurial development. So um, that's, it's really harder to have more money, to be <laughs> honest, because it's like, you know, oh, I want to buy all the things, right. but Just, you can't. We need this, we want this, yes. and this is what I want. But. And making sure that your community fully understands what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a challenge, but I'll be honest with you, sometimes you can have like these big, huge issues, whether it's dealing with 
the forest fire that came through here, yeah. like the telegraph fire, which came dangerously close to our community and yeah. really affected our Nate and it continues to affect our neighbors in globe Miami um, with flooding and whatnot. You deal with those things. We've dealt with the pandemic mm. and those have been very challenging yeah. as a small town because you know, you know, every single person that this, these disasters are affecting yeah. you. They, it's affected your friends, your family, your, um, your way of life. Yeah. And so that makes it, it makes being mayor of a small town much tougher because you're much more connected. Whereas yeah. in a big city, you it's, know, do you know your mayor? There. They're there. I, yeah. Does he stop by your house? Does no. he deliver vegetables <laughs> to your get, house? I don't get vegetables, <laughs> but Okay. Listen, Kate Gallego. <laughs> mayor Gallego's a really she's she's, super, she's yeah. a super she's a super mayor. I really I've I've had the opportunity to kind of work with her through some of these challenges. Yeah. So now, do you get like that's a, a question I have? Do you do you work with other mayors of absolutely? Yeah, you know, I would assume you all have kind of have some, especially smaller towns. Yes, absolutely. So success is only as good as what you can build a team yeah. for, and. Um, in the Copper Corridor, you know, I work regularly with my um, sister mining communities, yeah. whether it be Globe, Miami, Kearney, Hayden, Winkleman. You know, we all work together. We're a collective region. But because I serve on a state committee with the League of Cities and Towns, I actually get to work with the mayor of Yuma and the mayor wow. of Phoenix and Tucson. And, you know, some of these disasters like the pandemic have brought us all closer yeah. together because – whether you have, you know, 7 million people living in your community or 3,100 like Superior, some of the, the issues that you're facing are the same. Yeah. And you really kind of have to approach them in the same yeah. same fashion. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, I just, I, you, so Superior has 3,100 people? About 3,100. Okay. We're actually, um, before this last census data, we were the top, we were the third fastest growing Small town in Arizona wow. with a population of under 10,000. Wow. So I think Litchfield Park was just above us. Well, that's also a <laughs> suburb of Phoenix. Yes. I mean, but, their, but their population right. is less than 10,000, oh, so they man. qualify as a <laughs> yes. small town. That's funny. So it's just funny because like you mentioned this. I grew up in a small town in Nebraska, and we had 3,500 people. And to see the life that is in this community, it's just it's like night and day. It's just awesome. Like you guys have, you've done such a, a wonderful job of, you know, I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit of this town and superiors definitely a resilient community, yeah. but we are incredibly social. Um, people love to get together and we're very much known for having, um, big, huge festivals and celebrations in our community. And we're glad to see those coming back yeah, yeah. in October. We'll have our mining festival okay. and borough races. So if you want to see a really fun event, come and watch these athletes. And in some case, novices what is this? run with a borough, an actual donkey. Yes. Oh my gosh. They run with what? Yes. Is this like, is this like the running of the bulls? Is it like it, it is sort of like that mining communities. Um, you know, they, they've um, legendarily been known but for the use of yeah. boros and different animals in the mining operations. And in Colorado, some of our, you know, similar mining communities there have these races, these borough races. That's and, awesome. you know, you have extreme sports people that run, you know, they, they'll have a 100-mile race with your borough <laughs> and they have to have a pack on them. So that event's coming up October 22nd and 23rd around that time. Okay. 
a really, really fun event. Um, and, and the boroughs are just the cutest, you know, like they decorate, they, they dress their boroughs oh. up. And, you know, so we're becoming home to more um, outdoor recreation yeah. and adventure here in Superior. But that by far is um, one of the funnest things. And we're well known for sharing our adult beverages across <laughs> the community. We um, have very well-recognized um, beer gardens, if that's nice. what you're interested in. But lots of fun for families. Okay. Carnival, all that kind of good stuff. And several hotels. So if you do overindulge. We do. We have the newly restored Hotel Magma on Main Street. And then we have another nice hotel that's going through its own um, rehabilitation. But nice. she is open. And that's the Copper Mountain Hotel Motel. So very good. You know, we, we got some good bones for a nice weekend trip. Yeah, this is not, I'm, I'm staying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, so one of the questions that we do ask all of, and you've mentioned several of them, but is there a particular moment in your life that may have been kind of an on-the-way moment or that kind of shifted your, um, you know, maybe shifted the, the course of your life or that you, you'd like to do, good or bad? Um, I, I, I've been giving this a lot of thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's hard because there's so many. And I think every day when you're an entrepreneur, when you're the mayor, when you're all these things – every day has an on the way moment yeah. that kind of oftentimes just makes you open your eyes and say, wow, yeah. um, global issues, whatnot. But I think for me, to be honest, the biggest issue, the, the biggest on the way moment was the housing market collapsing mm -hmm. because it was from right then that I had to make very, very strategic and significant decisions and really evaluate like, where certain relationships were going, where yeah. I wanted to be, what was going to be my value principle. Yeah. And, you know, being able to be home with my children because their father was um, active duty military, that was important. And yeah. being able to be with them at their sporting events. I have traveled all over the state of Arizona. <laughs> I have not missed, I had not missed a 1A football game in six years. Wow. Um, and that was important. Yeah. And so really being able to design my life in a way that I was able to be that, but also grow into a position to grow my business and also become the mayor of Superior. Yeah. So that was probably the defining moment for me. That's wonderful. Yeah. that's I like that. Thank you for sharing that. And um, one thing we always ask is where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Mayor Mila on Facebook, Mayor Mila Besich. You can find me on Instagram at Mila underscore B. And I am on Twitter, but Twitter's really not the best. I, I don't really like it, but uh, you yeah. can find me there. She's on there too. But, yes. Uh, and is there, uh, does the... Does Superior have a, a, the website or a, a spot? Or a yes, we do. Or? We have a visit, superiorarizona.com, and I could have that domain completely wrong, but um, if you type in visit Superior Arizona, we have a wonderful website Perfect. that um, tells you all about our businesses that are here in town and the activities and events that are coming up. That's probably the best one-stop okay. shop to find out more about Superior. Perfect. So we'll include all those in the show notes uh, right below us here. Um, but again, just thank you so much for, thank for you. taking the time and welcoming us to your wonderful community. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So that's it for us today. Um, if you like this episode, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, um, subscribe, all that good stuff to us. We're on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere else that you may listen to your podcasts. Yes. So until next time, be on the lookout for On The Way Moments, and goodbye for now. <laughs>